0: what's going on everybody welcome to the built different podcast my name is Zach Clinton I'll be your host, and as we continue to grow, I'll have friends joining me each week to interview some of the leading experts in the fields of motivational speaking, mental health, ministry, and even sports. Our goal is to instill hope, encouragement, and motivation in and through your life today. And our prayer is that after each episode, you'd be more equipped and encouraged to look, love, and live more like Christ from the inside out. That's our definition of what it means to be built different. So I hope you're ready. You better buckle up. Let's roll. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to this week's edition of the Built Different Podcast. And you guys, we have another incredible guest and interview lined up for you all today. But can you believe that we just got out of our mental health awareness series, which means the month of May is already behind us. It's absolutely crazy. Where is this year going? We're entering into June, almost halfway through the year. My prayer is that you were just soaking up and saturating all of the moments in as we step into summer that you guys would just have some free time, man, just uh, implement some self-care, some relaxation, some rest, some vacation, whatever that looks like for you guys. Make sure that you're prioritizing your own personal health as well, whether that's physically, mentally, emotionally, relationally, spiritually, make sure you're getting some of that self-care as we enter into this summer season, my friends. But you guys, today as we begin, I just wanted to give a, just a quick plug to all that we're doing here at the American Association of Christian Counselors. Yeah, you guys get the opportunity of listening here to some incredible interviews and just some testimonials of some guests that we have on this show week in and week out on the Build Different podcast. But we have a lot going on. And one of our sectors here at the AACC is our event wing, where we have not only mental health related events through our AACC, whether that's our mega national conference on the even years or our world conference, which is coming up. You guys have heard about it during the mental health awareness month coming up this September in Nashville, Tennessee at the Gaylord Opryland Hotel. It is already going to be, I mean, it's going to be a sold out event, you guys. So if you haven't registered, if you're interested in mental health related things, we have continuing education hours. We have plenary speakers like Tim Tebow, Catherine Wilk, Pastor Tim Timberlake, so many other incredible main stage speakers, Dr. Dan Daniel I mean, so many people will be there and we cannot wait to have them join us. But then also, we have ministry kind of wings. So I've shared with you guys in the past during that Brian Dawkins interview, uh, during the Derek Brooks interview and so many others, our Ignite Men's Impact Weekend, which is just a weekend for men to really come and to connect with one another, but ultimately pointing them back to their ultimate source of strength, which is a relationship with the Lord. And so it's a weekend for men to come together and just collectively unite and to worship the Lord together. Um, that is coming up this coming March of 2024. It'll be here before we know it. Make sure you guys get your tickets. But then the other thing that we do is our Extraordinary Women events. And so my mom is actually the host of these. I've been to several throughout my lifetime and my childhood. And it's just incredible to see. It's pretty much the sister ministry of Ignite, which is the brother ministry, obviously. But Extraordinary Women is the same exact thing, same exact format, but it's for women to come and to really just come together collectively as with really just developing in community with one another, that body of Christ to come and to worship God first and foremost, to grow in an intimate and personal relationship with him, but then also to collectively grow in relationship with one another as well, to see the mothers and the daughters the grandmothers, the friends, right? The aunts, the sisters, so many women that show up and they're just so hungry um, to grow and to build and to repair even the relationships um, with the Lord, but also with one another. It's just been so encouraging to my heart. And so several of our guests, you guys, have just become very close friends that are near and dear to our hearts because a lot of them are, they're main stage speakers for us where they've been pouring into the lives of all of those that we have the opportunity of impacting and interacting with on a daily, weekly, sometimes annually basis. And so our guest today is one of those very special people to us. Her name is Miss Allie Worthington. And Allie, not only is she someone that's near and dear to our hearts here at the AACC and especially extraordinary women, but also, she's a business coach and consultant for individuals, small businesses, and Fortune 500 companies. She's a renowned speaker, not only for us, but also at several other business conferences and women's retreats around the globe. And then she also is a podcast host of The Allie Worthington Show. It's a weekly podcast where she interviews people that she loves, people that she wants to learn from. And she asked a lot of questions just about life, faith, and business. You guys definitely want to tune into that. But today... She's going to take us on a journey about some of her story about how she's had, she's had to really overcome in this life. And I unfortunately was not able to be a part of this episode in this interview because I got called out of the office last second. But Garrett, you guys know my buddy Garrett, Garrett filled in and he did an absolutely masterful and incredible job during the midst of this interview. And the two of them, Garrett and Allie, take us on a journey kind of through Allie's story and just about what it looks like to grow and to develop a fierce faith, what it means to really have and to build these dreams in our life and then ultimately what it means to love our life each and every step of the way and i love what ali mentions when she's talking about fierce faith you'll hear this here in the next couple of moments but oftentimes you guys a fierce faith and when we build our dreams it's forged in the fiery moments of our life it's forged in the pain and in the brokenness. You guys have heard me say this multiple times here on the show, that God loves using our moments of powerlessness to draw us closer to and to reveal the character of his heart. There are going to be things that you may be going through today that may be incredibly painful, but you guys, when we view them with the right perspective, they can help point us and they can ultimately help realign us to a greater purpose and a greater calling that God has destined for our lives. That's my prayer that as you hear this interview and as Allie walks us through her journey and her personal story that you would get something out of this that you would be able to apply and implement to your daily life to say, you know what? I know I may be going through a difficult season right now, but God has something else in store. God wants this painful season to produce something in and through me, so that way, as He's preparing and pruning me, I can better able step into the purpose that He's calling me to. My friends cannot wait for you guys to hear this incredible episode with my two really
1: good friends, Mr. Garrett and Miss Ally Worthington. Joining us today is best-selling author, speaker, podcast host, business coach. Allie Worthington. Allie's a mom of five sons. She's married to Mark. She's written some incredible books. She's a business coach. She's consulting so many different people from the small business to Fortune 500 companies. Her podcast, The Allie Worthington Show, it airs weekly. She's, like I said, a speaker at conferences around the country. Allie, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me. That's quite an introduction. I'm so honored to be here.
1: You've got some incredible books. I know you know we've talked about them, Breaking, Busy, How to Find Peace and Purpose in a World of Crazy, Fierce Faith, A Woman's Guide to Fighting Fear, Wrestling Worry, and Overcoming Anxiety, The Year of Living Happy, Finding Contentment and Connection in a Crazy World, and you've got Standing Strong, A Woman's Guide to Overcoming Adversity and Living with Confidence. You're busy. (laughs) Come on now. You're you're speaking. Like I said, five sons. What is life like for you? We're headed into the summer. What are you guys up to?
2: Well, one of my sons, the... Uh, third son is about to graduate from high school next week. So we're very excited about that. But life is full and smelly and loud, you know, as you can only imagine it would be in this household, but very fun, very fun.
1: You have to be a strong, powerful woman to be able to maintain and manage a house full of almost fully grown men now.
2: Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, my youngest turns 15 this weekend on Mother's Day, so it's, it's been quite a ride. I remember people telling me when they were younger, just wait till they get older, enjoy every moment. But I have to say, I enjoy them more and more as they get older, so it's been a blessing the whole way through. Not easy all the time, but a blessing.
1: It's so fun. I, I love talking to like strong women moms because my mom is one of those moms. And so you guys are resilient human beings. And so, Ali, we're so thankful to have you on the podcast today. Um, you've been on the speaking circuit with one of our ministry partners, Extraordinary Women. And we've heard you talk so much about your mission and what God's, you know, asking you to do in this season. And you're doing a lot of work in helping people grow their, their, their faith, a fierce faith. It's been said by you that you want to help people build their dreams and also ultimately help people love their life. And so today at the Build Different podcast, we want to just take a moment and, and sort of talk about those three areas, fierce faith, building our dreams and living a life that we love. But I want to, I want to start with fierce faith and knowing, you know, Ali, so many people are no stranger to hardships. You are no stranger to hardships. And we find that God usually helps forge our faith in difficult seasons. A few years back, you went through a difficult season, you and your husband, uh, with job loss. And I just want to dive right into that season of life and, and, and what took place.
2: Yeah, go back to 2008, housing crisis. I like to joke that we lost everything before it became cool and everyone lost everything back then. We were, you know, living the quote-unquote American dream. I was pregnant with my fifth son. My husband lost his job. We had a huge house that we could afford with this wonderful job. The next job just didn't come available. And we waited and we waited because we didn't want to move our family around. And about five weeks after I gave birth to my fifth son, we moved out. And we ended up losing the home to foreclosure and moving in for a summer with my grandfather. Mm-hmm. And we would drive and take the kids to a McDonald's playland every day and my husband would put resumes out and was flying around the country to interview for different jobs and I began Googling, how do you build a business online? Because in 2008, there weren't clear paths, especially not for a woman who was raising children at home. I had the experience from really getting invested online in 2006, so I was understanding all of the technology that was emerging and companies using social media. And so I slowly began to use that, thanks to the Lord's leading, into building my first company Mm -hmm. because I knew that he was leading me into a season where it was time that I helped take care of the family in a financial way too. We just didn't have the financial luxury for one of us to do it on our own. It started for me in McDonald's Playlands with a laptop with broken keys and $42 of startup capital for me to buy a couple of books and website hosting. And just really leaning into the Lord every step of the way, going, what do I do next? I know you've given me natural talents that I can't quite identify yet. So we're leaning on you for this. And I have become a master in the past 15 years of looking for that light where doors are cracked open and going, I think that God's opening a door. And I will often say a quick prayer and go, Lord, I'm going to go through that door. But if it's not for me, please stop me. Because here, here I go. And many times he has been very clear in my life to go, no, 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 that's not your door. But I just look for the doors that's open and I follow that whether it's in business or with my ministry and developing new things um, because I go back to that phase that we were in in 2008 and we didn't have the luxury or the privilege to hold ourselves back Mm -hmm. from going, let's just see what works. Let's throw the spaghetti at the wall. And so many people will come to me now and go, How did you make sure that you didn't stop through the years, that you kept building and and you kept going? And my answer was always the same. I never had the ability to stop. Mm. And sometimes God puts us in a position where life is so hard and so difficult that we don't have the luxury of going, you know what, this isn't for me. I I think I'm going to pull back. Maybe Maybe this wasn't for me. We just don't have that luxury. And when we don't, he forces us to keep going. And for that, I'm really, really grateful for such a hard time.
1: Wow. Oftentimes in our lives, we aren't afforded the opportunity to just stand by. It's an act of faith to keep moving forward. And I, I love that that's a part of your story. And there's been so many amazing things that have come to fruition because you've decided to live out fierce faith in in believing that a light in a crack door and moving forward to it could be an opportunity for God to answer the prayers that you've been praying for and, and live the life that you've, you've been wanting to live. And I think that's an encouragement to all of us listening today. You know, that, that season where, where you lost everything, you weren't given the opportunity to throw in the towel. You had to, you had to, you know, Woman up essentially and saying, we're going yeah. to press on and press forward and we're going to see what's ahead for us. And, and I think that speaks to the incredible faith that you've shown. Ali, you're no, you know, it's no secret when you're on stage, you are so open about your life and, and what God is doing in and through you and your husband. And, you know, as of recent, like I mentioned, having you on with extraordinary women, you share about a season where it wasn't just the financial loss that you and your husband went through that sort of helped with this fierce faith and believing God for for big and and more. There was some some health battles that you guys had to wrestle through and a journey that you and Mark went on that helped also form that that fierce faith. I'd love to just you know rest in that season as well for our listeners.
2: Yeah, I'll tell you that that is a season that I, I share in one of my books. I share on stage but the health challenges have actually continued for our family It is that the health challenges are the Achilles heel I believe for us it started with my husband in 2015 he developed a very severe form of adult onset asthma to the point where we would wake up in the morning and go do we need to go to the ER today you know how, how are your lungs going to do today will you be able to get enough air and it was months and months and months of, of not only taking care of him physically, but also being the breadwinner of the family and taking care of the boys, and it really broke me down. And I had a good friend of mine who many people know, Christine Kane, she called me out of the blue one morning after she read my first book, and she said, it's time for you to wake up, because the enemy's coming after you, and he's coming after your children, and he's coming after Mark, and you need to learn to fight back.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. And I went, oh, that's lovely, but I don't even know what that means, No. Sometimes, when we are in a storm, when things look so scary, when things look like they are completely out of control, we get so beaten down that we forget to fight back, that we forget to lean into our faith and lean into the Lord. And for me, it's with prayer and worship that I began to go, This isn't going to break me. This isn't going to break our family. We are going to keep moving forward. But it wasn't until a few years later that two of my sons, both happened when each of them were in puberty developed really severe chronic migraines. And the illness that my husband had brought me closer to the Lord. But when my children were in pain every day, it actually made me feel really disappointed and angry at the Lord. Hmm. For about a year, I would tell him I was disappointed and angry. But that was about the extent that I talked to him. Still went to church, still praised him, still sang along with all the songs on the radio, meant it. But I was upset with him. And what I learned in that period was just how loving and gracious he is in a new way that I never could have imagined because I didn't necessarily deserve it because I quit talking to him. And he gave me this image of a parent looking at an angry toddler. You know, we've all seen an angry toddler that shakes their fist at a parent, and the parent, you know, can look at the toddler and go, You're okay. You just need a nap and some snacks and a hug, and everything's going to be fine. The parent doesn't say, you are not worth loving anymore, I cast you out of my sight. Of course not. And that's the vision God gave me for our relationship, that I may have been that angry toddler because of my own pain, because of seeing my children go through so much suffering. But that hardship, that is what deepened my faith a thousand times more than anything else I've ever been through, is just his love when I didn't deserve it. And him knowing that he wasn't angry with me, But he was just waiting for me to come back to him. That was really special.
1: You know, I've, I've been reading in Ephesians this season. Ephesians one and two, uh, they just, they talk about, you know, almost the, the son and daughtership of, of us as believers and our relationship to a heavenly father who is rich in mercy and has an abundance of grace and love. And I, I love that in this moment you, you can say, especially to our listeners who may be going through something similar or who feel like they have a target on their back and the enemy is after them because of the situation or the season that they're in, that you are a son and a daughter of the the most high God and he is abundant in mercy and he is looking at each and every one of us right now, no matter the season. We could be that toddler, like you mentioned, who's fed up and, and, and needs a nap and a snack and 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 a toy and you you know you know it um, but but he's looking at us with with that abundant mercy and that grace and saying I'm 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 right here with you you know you have allowed that season both the the one you're currently in the the health you know struggles that you guys walk through day in and day out also the financial struggles that you guys wrestled with you have allowed that to shape. And mold the ministry that God is 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 doing in and through you guys and in and, and your ministry today. You've had incredible businesses that have come out of what you're doing. Like I said, you're coaching and, and you're working with people day in and day out. Um, but you're also sharing those stories on stages and individually with 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 other women as you're meeting with them and coaching them. And I, I think that's a, a testament to whoever's listening that Ali, your life is one that that can be modeled in a way to say, I'm not gonna throw in the towel. I'm not going to let the current situation, you know, hinder the work. Even though there are probably days that aren't easy, I think that's what people need to hear: is hey, this life that you're seeing, the the books, the the speaking, and the coaching, it, one didn't come easy, but two, it, it's never going to be easy because we do have that target on our back. But we have that Father in Heaven who is rich in mercy, walking alongside of us, protecting us, and keeping us. And, and, and Ali, I want to ask you, you know, as you Talk about those seasons, sort of helping, you know, build that fierce faith. Right now, what do you think God's teaching you uh, in this current season that you're in?
2: Mm. Well, I'll say he he tends to give me a word every year, and last year, year before last, it was systems, which does not sound fun or interesting at face value. But I really love systems because they help us get what we want. Last year it was lead, and this year it was repair. Mm and i this has been a year of repair for us of just sitting back and resting and going okay lord let's let's let you restore what the locusts have eaten to bring it back there so we don't need to rush we don't need to hustle let's let's just have some peace in your presence and learn how to repair because for me as a leader as a coach, as an author who, who does, I simply take what's happened in my life and combine it with research and a little bit of wisdom and share it with others. I can only go through so much all at once and still have something to give. So I think this is my, my year of repair mm. and who knows, who knows what he has for me next year. We'll see, but I'm, I'm gearing up for it.
1: <laughs> you, you shared something that I think is a great segue into the next part of your, your mantra that season of repair, but also like as a coach, you know, you're, you're able to see things in a way that other people aren't able to see them, especially when you're working on a one-on-one or in a small group setting. And I think what's beautiful as we've talked about this interview is that that God can use hard circumstances and difficult things to bring out amazing, flourishing businesses, ministries that are impacting people. And it's for our good and his glory that he does those things. And so you being in the the professional coaching space, being in the ministry and speaking arena, you know, you're helping people who are saying like I want to chase the dream. And and you're in that lane and, and you're helping people go from this is what I want to do and actually them doing it. And so in that coaching lane alley, you know, what are what are some things that you're seeing in this You know, season of your life as you're meeting with people, uh, are you seeing people chase more financial? Are you seeing people chase, you know, more personal? Are are you working in all of them? What are you seeing in the coaching space these days?
2: Well, I'll tell you what's interesting. It's we're three years into COVID right now, and there is a real weariness across platforms, across um, the work because I work with. Um, executives, I work with entrepreneurs, I work with people just starting out, I work with people who want to scale. And there's a weariness about life to everyone. And even though there are so many people with that huge drive, and the drive tends to be, if you, if people have had financial success in the past, the drive is for more creative freedom, and to kind of make their mark and to think about their legacy. If they're at the beginning of the career, It's first, I want to do something that matters. I want to make sure that I help other people. And of course, that financial part comes along because without the financial part, it's hard to keep going. Right. Um, But you combine that with the weariness that people are feeling today. And I think the biggest struggle, struggle, whether someone's an entrepreneur or an executive, is Mm self-sabotage. And what happens is when things get difficult, when things get hard, we all have a tendency to go, I'm not sure that I feel peace about this. Mm. I'm not sure this is really what the Lord has for me. And I think I'm going to back away from it. Mm. And I mentioned earlier that I was so glad that in my early years, I didn't have the financial luxury to be able to back away. But because of the weariness in life after the last three years for, you know, a myriad of reasons, it's much easier for leaders to not push themselves for what they feel like God has called them to Mm. because of that weariness. So there's a real need for leaders, business leaders, entrepreneurs to be investing in their emotional health to be able to reach their business goals. Hmm. That's the new alignment that wasn't as important, um, wasn't so much of an emergency maybe four or five years ago, but is now. Because a business will only be as successful as the person running it is emotionally healthy that's one of the things that I'm looking out for as I'm coaching people. I'm often sending people for counseling to just get a little help in different areas um, so we can take some of that weariness off of them and help them keep moving forward to reach their goals, to the things that God's called them to because it's so easy for the enemy to whisper to people, this isn't for you. Mm. You thought God wanted you to do this, but actually you were just talking to yourself or your goals are selfish. Mm. Look at all the time and energy you're spending And it's such an easy ploy it does pull people off track from following the calling that god has for them often
1: emotional health is vital to the overall success and the accomplishment of the goals that you have set before you and i i think that'll preach day in and day out here at the built different podcast we are so we're big advocates of mental health care mental health counseling an emotional well-being of especially leaders who are who have the weight of of leading a company or or dealing with the financials or even leading in relationships, you have the relational weight that that you carry. And so just looking out for warning signs of 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 being tired and weary can help. And so you know, I love that you shared that. you know, I have seen in my own life the the need to take a step back and talk with the correct people the right people the people that are are more wise than I who, who can help you know lead and 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 guide in that direction and you know there's a, a quote that I, I saw on your Instagram um, like a, a few weeks back um, it honestly it might be a while now it's, been, it's it's been a while but I have it saved because I, I I love this quote and you you say pray for the people that pour wisdom into you because that wisdom didn't come without pain and you know with that you're in that coaching lane and you're dealing with people who are emotionally tired i imagine that that probably has come from a season in your own life where you've had some emotional tired you know, weariness and you know to our listeners right now to the leaders in in that in that business space what is a word of encouragement that you could share with them to to not have to lose something because they're not willing to take a step back and, and, and seek the emotional help that they, they should get.
2: I'll tell a story. Beginning of 2021, completely burnout. Not so much from work. More burnout from everything else that was going on in life because the beginning of 2021 was rough for everyone. And I was praying about, what, what do I do this year, Lord? What do you have for me? And he said very clearly into my spirit, get more help. And I realized that I looked back and I hobbled through 2020, like many of us did not only you know, taking care of my own company, but taking care of my clients companies with the truth that I didn't take care of myself in 2020. I didn't invest in help. Um, it was all hands on deck. What do we have to do to make sure everything's going to be okay, especially the last half of 2020. But that word, from him, get more help. I took it to my therapist and she said, what do you need help with? And I said, oh, I don't even know where to begin. I've been over-functioning so long. Yeah. And it was as simple as rehiring a business coach, making sure I had a housekeeper coming in, You know, just all of the different ways that I could get help. I think as leaders, we get stuck in cycles of rolling up our sleeves too often and doing everything ourselves. Yeah. But I think the Lord is on the the other side whispering to us, get more help because we can go much farther if we're in a healthier space. Because like I said before, the success of a business, it can never, your business will never be healthier than you are as a person when you're the leader. And without help, it's just not gonna grow. We will continually hit wall after wall after wall and wonder why we are not seeing the growth and the development that we want, when sometimes we just need to invest in ourselves a little bit more. Once we invest in ourselves and we heal whatever needs to be healed, we delegate whatever needs to be given out that 's when growth can really happen, and companies can take off
1: talking about living with with fierce faith allows us to step in in a lane to live out the dreams that God has placed in our hearts in a way that doesn't burn us out but also allows us to seek wisdom from people who have either gone through the same thing or who just have that that coach's mindset, where they can look at a situation, a scenario, and help us, you know, determine how we should should call the shots, leads us into the latter part of that mantra that you shared of, of how you live and how you do ministry, is helping people love their life. And so, you know, another part of of your you know journey and what God's doing in you is you have a new book that's coming out this summer, um, August. It's called. Remaining you while raising them the secret art of confident motherhood. Ali, you recently said that being a great mom is less about what you do than who you are. And I really think that statement is fitting. Yes. To moms, but also to maybe the men and women who are listening to us who, who really are trying to live a life that they want to have impact and, 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 you know, influence and living a life you love is more about who you are and less about what you do. More about who you are and less about what you do. Allie, I know you wrote this book for moms. I just wanna i want to take a moment just to talk about this book and just your heart behind it. Let's dive in here on, on your new book.
2: Yeah, I had a bit of revelation with it. I, I never planned on writing a book about motherhood. I always assumed if I wrote a book about something like motherhood, one of my children would be in prison, you know? like. like. <laughs> You're tempting fate as if that were a thing. Um, but about four years ago, a church where I was teaching often, they had me do Mother's Day, and they said, "We just want you to be full, Alley. Don't be proper Mother's Day sermon, Alley. Just go for it. You have all these children. We we just want to see what you have." And I did. And everyone went, "This needs to be a book. Why why haven't you talked about this before?" And I said, "Because it's terrifying to talk about motherhood. It's terrifying to talk about parenthood for anyone because we're all so close to it." But the The thing that God brought to mind for me to share in this book, kind of the heart of this book, is we can all agree that as parents, we want our children to be as emotionally healthy as possible. And I kind of define emotional health in this book as a combination of your spiritual health, your relational health with other people, and your mental health. We all want that for our children. We want them to have great boundaries. We want them to to be independent. We want them to love the Lord and to love other people. But we tend to, as parents, let ourselves wither on the vine. Hmm. So how can we expect our children to be more emotionally healthy while they're living with us than we are? So if instead of us trying to do more and work harder and be the quote unquote perfect parent, whatever that is, what if we actually just kind of stepped back and said, let me invest in my own emotional health? Let me make sure that my relationship with the Lord is strong. Let me make sure that I have good, loving friendships with other people and that my marriage is strong. Let me make sure my mental health is in a good place. If we do those things, we're being terrific parents and our children are going to benefit from everything we do. So it's not sign them up for other languages and let's do more extracurricular activities and let's make sure we do five devotionals a day. What if it's way easier than that? What if it's making sure that we're developing ourselves, just like we hope to develop our children? And then the natural overflow of that is we're going to be terrific parents.
1: That's so good. That's amazing. To the mom that's listening right now, Ali, what would you tell them? uh, How can they start living a life that they love?
2: Simple, but it's not easy. There's a habit that I love to have men and women do every day. And it's to get in the habit of asking themselves, what do I need? And sometimes the question, what do I need, feels a little bit overwhelming. And so we'll break that down to what do I need right now? Because when we are in the habit of giving, whether it's work and taking care of our companies or taking care of our families, it's very rare that we step back and go in this moment, what do I need? But when we recognize that we do have needs and it is okay to take care of those needs, whether it's, I need a good conversation with a friend. I need to go to bed earlier, I need to work out, I really need a Snickers bar, whatever it is. When we recognize that and then we take care of our needs, we are a lot better humans to Mm -hmm. other people. We are a lot better parents to our kids. So just remembering all the time that as mothers, we are created in the image of God, just like our children. We are worthy to be taken care of, just like we take care of our children. And it's important for us to model that kind of care for ourselves just like we care for our children, because whatever we model is what they will take with them. We've all heard the adage that more is caught than taught. And if that's the case, we can work a little less hard at doing things. And we can work a little more at getting in tune with ourselves, taking care of ourselves. And again, the overflow of that is a much easier, relaxed home life and happier parents and happier kids.
1: To all the moms out there, you are amazing. I think what Allie just said is incredible. Take some inventory. Ask yourself what do you need in this moment? Because I am a living testament to a strong mom who who fierce in faith, who encouraged kids to to chase the dream and also to develop habits and practices that that helped sort of create a, a life that you love. And Ali, I love that that's the sort of mantra that you've been living out. And and I love that that's what we've been able to share in this interview today. And it's been encouraging to me. Um, and I know it's encouraging to our listeners. And how we love to close the podcast is we love to just turn the mic over to our guest. And there are so many things that are happening in and out of of your daily life and how you're leading and coaching. But the one thing we love to do is to say, Ali, in this moment you get to have a one-on-one conversation with a listener. And whatever the spirit of God is placing on your heart to share with that listener, we want to give you that opportunity to do so because we we've heard countless stories of people saying that last question like it really spoke to me. God used whoever that that guest was to to help land the plane for me, whether it was relationally, emotionally or spiritually. And so Ali, we want to turn it over to you and as the Spirit leads, what is, what is something you could, you could drop into the heart of a listener today?
2: Absolutely. I already have it. There is a lie that you are believing. There is something that the enemy has whispered into your soul for years and years and years. The enemy has used other people, friends, when you were younger to, to repeat this lie to you. It is a lie of the enemy. It is something that you may not even recognize as a lie, but it is something that you are so used to, you believe it as truth. Whatever comes up to in your mind right now when I'm calling out this lie, I want to encourage you to take it to the Lord and say, Lord, is this truth? Is this not truth? Go to the Bible. Try to identify where the truth is and where the lie. If this word is for you, there have been people who have spoken things over you and you have taken them as truth. And my prayer is that you will go to the Lord and pray for clarity, pray for him to reveal these things to you and do a healing in your heart because the enemy has kept men and women down with lies for too long. We have the power of the risen Lord. We have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. We have God the Father who will take care of us. It's time for those lies to be demolished. In Jesus' name.
1: A. Hey. Men, the lies that you have been believing have been called out and now are to be replaced with the truth of who God is and what he says in his word about you. And so we echo what Ali said. It's been an incredible interview. Ali, thank you so much for being with us and sharing your heart and what God's doing in and through your ministry. Uh, we look forward to having you at a few more Extraordinary Women conferences coming up. Ali, thank you so much for being on the Built Different podcast.
2: Thanks for having me. This has been great.
0: Man, you guys, as we come to a close, I loved that word from Miss Allie, right? There's a lie that you are believing that's prohibiting you from walking in the fullness of truth or in the fullness of your purpose in this life. And I also love the word that she kind of highlighted as her word for the year that God has placed on her heart that she wants to continually grow in, which is that of repair. I have two quotes that I've written down over the years that are in my notes app on my phone. I keep so many things in my notes app. I don't know what would happen if that thing got deleted. But one of them says, we often repeat what we neglect to repair. And the other one says, re-exposure without repair only makes a bad situation worse. My friends, I don't know where you're at in life. You may be going through a really difficult season, right? Right now, you may not feel like you have a fierce faith. You may not feel like you have very many dreams that you're working toward. You may not feel like you really love this life. But my prayer for you is that you would hear that word repair or restore and realize that we serve a God of restoration. We serve a God who loves to repair brokenness and bring beauty in the midst of the ashes. I think of James chapter 1, verses two to four, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, Whenever you face trials of many kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith goes on to produce perseverance, so that perseverance finish its race, so that you may be mature, complete, and lacking nothing. What does that mean? We don't just consider a pure joy because of the trial or the tribulation or the suffering that you may find yourself in. No, we can consider it pure joy because of what that trial or tribulation or suffering can and will produce within us when we allow God to repair whatever it is that may feel broken. My prayer for you today is that you would understand that we serve a good, good father, one that loves us with everything there is, one that always has our best interest at heart. Luke 12, 32 says, do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. In other words, there is nothing good that our father withholds from us. Let me say that one more time what he maybe withholds from you my friends he is actually withholding for you right so that way you have the opportunity during whatever season you may find yourself in to grow and to develop during this season of life so that you'll be better prepared for the purpose that he's calling you to later in this life don't miss these moments don't get so frustrated and so caught up with wanting a brighter tomorrow that we forget to look for the light and the good in today. That's my prayer for you. Is that each and every day you would be able to say, "Man, I'm going to let this fiery season of my life forge this deeper and more intimate level of faith within me. I'm going to let this fiery season of my life Help me find and see and push myself toward my greater purpose and calling from the Lord to these dreams and aspirations that he's placed on my heart. And I'm going to let this fiery season in my life help fuel me a different and a more deeper love for this crazy journey that we call life, that we are all in together. You guys. We cannot thank Miss Allie enough just for her vulnerability today and sharing her incredible testimony and story and all that her and her husband and family have walked through over the last several years. It's so inspiring to see someone like her with the platform that God has blessed her with and that she has been given, use it to help point us back to the foot of the cross and helping us understand that even when we can be frustrated or angry at God, maybe uncertain, that we can still trust that he is a good, good father that is faithful and he constantly is extending his, his warm embrace in his hands of grace to each and every one of us. Our prayer is that you would walk into that warm embrace today. You guys, as always, thank you so much for joining us and we will see you right here next time on the Build Different Podcast.